Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney and I am in my boudoir with my best friend Al. Hello. Look, the miracle of life. She is a harsh mistress. Puberty's wild. Puberty man. is out there, and I couldn't have, I couldn't have asked for a, actually a better intro. Oh shit! Okay, because I think this, um, specifically this product and ad campaign, is for you and your demographic. <coughs> Teen boys. Teen boys. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Dave Lefkow worked for a Seattle-based tech company in the early aughts. While in Colorado on a business dinner at the Fat Alley Barbecue, ooh, that's a big alley, <laughs> he ordered a drink called the Mitch Morgan. Uh, by the way, folks, I still have that splint in my mouth. <laughs> so if it does sound like there's three marbles in there, there are. <laughs> it was a shot of bourbon with a whole strip of bacon used as a garnish. That's it. I didn't know that was qualified as a mixed drink. That's salty. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, do they rim... They rim drinks with... Excuse me? Well... (laughs) (laughs) They dip the the edge of the glass in salt sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. That sounds painful. (laughs) That's what you get after a sitz bath. (laughs) Love cow. Couldn't get that drink out of his head, more specifically, the bacon. He became enamored with the idea and talked to a co-worker, Justin Ash, about it. Quote, It was like one or two in the morning, and I told him about this idea I had for a seasoning that tasted just like bacon. Dave shot up in his chair and said, Everything should taste like bacon. Oh, boy. Within seconds, he took out his Blackberry... <laughs> and started registering domain names. It was a real men of genius moment. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the early aughts. This is like you so know bacon humor was just at its height. Well. No, not yet. Oh. Um, we're we're gonna get there. Oh boy. We're gonna get there. Lefkow and Ash began sourcing their product and their first product, bacon salt. And their total estimates for the bottles and labels and product came to four thousand eight hundred dollars. Both took pause. This is a real big chunk of money for a bacon-based product. But then came a call from America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh my god. Lefkow had won a prize for his video of his three-year-old son hitting him in the face with a wiffle ball. The prize money? $5,000. Wow. It was fate. Now, I watched this video. It wasn't funny. Oh. Now, I... (sighs) I don't know, like, I watched America's Funniest Home Videos, the Bob Saget days. Yeah. And am I misremembering that, like, Bob Saget would do little voices over yeah, top I, of I the videos? Yeah, I think he would, yeah. Do you think they still do that today? I don't today? know. Is I, it still on? It must be. <laughs> it's an institution. I just, there's never been a better place to see people get hit in the nuts, you know? Oh, God, that, that is why every time someone gets hit in the nuts, I just have to laugh. Even though it's really, like, awful, I kind of have to laugh it's a hilarious. little bit. hilarious. <laughs> You're in pain. 
You got hit in a sensitive part of your body and it hurts you. It's funny. But it's not funny when I have fucking menstrual crap, cramps, let me tell no, you. No, that's true. That's not funny. That's not funny. But hitting the balls? Oh, I'm sorry if you have balls. We're just jealous. <laughs> We're just taking it out on you, frankly. For the newly minted J&D Foods, their bacon salt was only the tip of the bacon iceberg. When unpaid intern's project of bacon lip balm went viral, the company decided kitsch might be the way to go. Soon, bacon mustache wax, of course, bacon soda, bacon shaving cream, and bacon lube all all popped up and were immediately gobbled up eh, by the baking-enduring public during the holiday season. Quote, we were in the P.T. Barnum marketing school, Justin Esch said of the bacon novelty items. It's how you get everyone in the world to pay attention to you. How you spend $500 and get 250 million press impressions in 72 hours. Bacon novelty items made up more than 10% of J&D food sales. Bacon lube. Yeah. <clears throat> bacon lip balm. Mm-hmm. Now, if I ask you what's the best lip balm... Um, like now or like of all time? Of all time. Well, that's Dr. Pepper's Lip Smackers. A ding, 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 <laughs> You read on my mind. <sighs> lips. I remember Lip Smackers where you can get a whole pack of them and mm-hmm. you would covet them. Yeah, absolutely. Like a fucking dragon. Ah, <laughs> uh, with the chocolate mint and the... Oh. I mean, I definitely try to eat them. You, you're not supposed to eat them? You're, oh. I mean, you're not... I just, layered my lips and just was like here's the thing with lip smackers lip balm you ate the lip balm off your lips so your lips were always so chapped oh i fully (laughs) tried to take a bite it was not good i also ate a lot of play-doh look there's a lot going on you have an oral fixation is what we're talking about but how did we create a world where bacon lube is tweeted by uh tweeted about by miley cyrus of course. And bacon deodorant is found in your brother-in-law's Christmas stocking. Why did the late aughts and early 2010s become so bacon fanatic? Oh, my God. What if I were to tell you, Al, that just 20 years earlier, manufacturers actually had a hard time getting rid of thousands of tons of pork bellies that sat in deep freeze storage units across the country? And what if I were to tell you that a brand new ad campaign was what set North America's love of bacon into overdrive? Al, I'm going to tell you of why we were so into bacon. You absolute mad lad. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about it. You probably have a, a product in your head, maybe. I don't. No? Mm-hmm. I am vaguely thinking about Wendy's for some reason. Okay, interesting. Probably because of the Baconator. Probably because of the Baconator. What? In the 1960s, pork belly was actually sold seasonally. Sales would spike in the summer alongside tomatoes as people used bacon for their salads, BLTs, and club sandwiches. By October, bacon sales would slump as its use was confined to breakfast. Frozen pork bellies would be kept in cold storage, waiting for the next summer season's bacon boom to hit. I had no idea. We just kept, we just keep food in freezers. Yeah. Just waiting. Just waiting. I guess that's what happens to, like, pumpkins. Because you don't, you don't, well, you don't sell pumpkins outside of October. No, because they're not ripe outside of October. No, I meant like in the can. Oh, they sell canned pumpkin all the time. Really? Yeah. Sometimes dogs they got. Sometimes dogs get constipated. 
<laughs> so all this pumpkin, one or two for constipated dogs. Yeah. And then the rest is like, oh, it's uh, it's September. <laughs> we better start. Uh... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Can people eat it for constipation? Yes. You know, my constipation recipe is you eat a kombucha squatch. A kombucha squatch. Yeah. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, whew. Yeah? Sucks you right out. I just don't like squash. Um, also, I'm never constipated. Oh, yeah. I don't know who I'm talking I'm always to. the opposite. <laughs> I started a Metamucil. I've been on painkillers for, ooh, a month. And so I started doing the Metamucil stuff. Mm. Apparently, it makes your poop like jelly. Oh, I don't like that. It hasn't happened to me, personally. Mm. But that's this is as I've Googled. <laughs> <laughs> Have I made you appetized for bacon yet? Oh, so appetized. <laughs> this all changed in the 1980s when diet culture hit. And we'll probably talk a lot about this. This mm-hmm. uh, yogurt. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. The Special K Challenge, <laughs> which told me it was okay to eat really sugary cereals for f- three meals a day. Oh, my God. That's not good. It's not good. When saturated fat and cholesterol were connected to a whole spectrum of heart health issues, from obesity to cancer rates, the food world turned fat-phobic. Consumers turned away from beef and pork and turned to Taste's arch-nemesis, the boneless, skinless chicken breast. Taste's arch-nemesis. It is. Who eats... Okay. Who eats and enjoys... A boneless, skinless chicken breast. I don't know. White people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. It is true. And I didn't know before this, it wasn't a product. Because no one bought it. Really? Because it was really shitty. Because it doesn't taste like anything. Is this, I guess this is around the time the shake and bake was invented then. And I helped. (laughs) Boy, God, I have to do shake and bake. I love shake and bake. I love shake and bake. How did they get that flavor profile just right? (sighs) trash it was trash it was absolute trash, it was trash. speaking of white people food god we love a shake and oh bake. we love a shake and oh bake. we love a shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> i was tell- talking to a friend who's a chef and i was telling her about cheeseburger pie <laughs> uh on the back of the bisquick box and i realized oh white people our recipes just come from the back of the boxes huh they really do and boy we love them <laughs> <laughs> quote The emergence of boneless, skinless chicken breasts on the market, well, it hadn't really existed before that, says Stephen uh, Gerreich, director of food food service marketing for the National Pork Board. Sorry. (laughs) I apologize. I'm going to be talking a lot about porking. (laughs) Boneless, skinless breast was a phenomenon of the 80s. That's why we came out with our campaign, Pork. The other white meat. Oh. Everyone loved chicken, huh? Everybody loved chicken. Well, here's more white. <laughs> it's white on white on white. <laughs> what more do you want? Look, has your palate, has, does your plate look a little brown? Well, <laughs> let's help, let's help it. We don't want chicken thighs. We don't want, I don't know, tenderloin. We gotta have the whitest food possible. <laughs> Mashed potatoes and pork chops? Yeah. I guess pork chops. Ugh, I hate a dry pork chop. I liked I liked pork chops you because like a lot um, of pork chops? my father would make them with sliced apples on top. Ooh, that, very good. that does sound good. I'm a loin. I'm a loin boy. You're a loin boy. Oh, 
Level loin. <laughs> I'm a chop chap. You're a chop chap. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to feud later. <laughs> the other white meat brought pork chops back on the American and Canadian tables, but left all other cuts of the pig to sit frozen in storage facilities across the country. Poor pig. Poor shame. This is also when they started, like, realizing that because the chops were the only moneymaker, they started breeding pigs to be chop heavy. Oh. Yeah, we've done some real messed up things to animals. Yeah. And then we all just watched Babe and we were like, that's what pigs are. That's what pigs are. And then we kept, you know. That's not true. It's not what pigs are. No, they don't talk. Pigs is food. They don't talk and they're not friends with spiders. They're not friends with spiders. They're really, they're smart though. Yeah, pigs are very smart. And they're big. Pigs are big. They're huge. Pigs be big. You know, if you've never seen a pig before, you think, oh, it's a big pig in the city, right? He's just a little guy. Little guy fits in a hotel elevator because he's in the city. Pigs is, pigs can't do that. <laughs> they're big. It's a big, big hogs big out hogs. there. Big hogs out there. The parts of the pig that were not white, middle uh, meat. <laughs> middle meat. Middle meat. <laughs> middle meat. Ooh. Suffered that during that period of time, uh, Gerich says. Bacon was the big victim. Prices of pork dipped. The U.S. government encouraged meat packers to ship old f- frozen pork bellies to the Soviet Union <laughs> or as food aid to Africa. <laughs> Look, Poland's... Poland needs some pork belly. Get this pork belly to the Soviet Union. Sad. <laughs> Trade him some Levi jeans for it. Oh my god. They just they hide jeans. They send in. all our bacon to the communists. <laughs> That's why they were happier. <laughs> there was such little demand for bacon, producers were just giving it away. Mm. Can you imagine? I mean, we lived through it. Yeah. 80s and 90s were horrible. Just in general. Yeah, just, just largely. <laughs> when 1990 hit and prices continued to slip, pork farmers were pleading with their industry representatives and lobbyists to do something. But largely, the pork board was so focused on the other white meat <laughs> <laughs> that they did not want to touch anything deemed unhealthy or fatty. This is when Larry Sizak, Sizek, a head of food service marketing at the pork board, made a deal that would change the food world forever. One man. One man, one pork board. One burger. <laughs> and that burger may surprise you. <laughs> so Zach was sitting poolside at an industry conference in the early 90s in Orlando. He began chatting with Bob Audrey, then president of Hardee's. They started drinking. The two began discussing the bleak and bland menu items that the fast food industry had been dealing with. Quote, everyone says you have to have that lean stuff on your menu, said Audrey. I think he's must be from Texas. Mm. But by God, I only sell four lean sandwiches a day. I love this guy, this guy who like runs Hardee's or whatever. Yeah. He's at the bar. He's like, all my food is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you remember... This is the period where McDonald's put out the McLean. Oh, God. Which was literally a lean burger. It t- it was dire. And this is the first, like, foray into e- restaurant salads. 
Yeah. Um, I thought it was the Mick Clean because it would clean out your well, pipes, you know? It wouldn't. It stays right in there. <laughs> There's nothing. It's like cotton balls. And <laughs> Sizzik, or Sizak, began to tell Audrey about the incredibly cheap frozen pork belly sitting in freezers across America. A light bulb went off in Audrey's head. Quote, I'm going to come up with a sandwich with grease dripping down their chins and we'll see what they have to say. Wow. Love Hardee's. <laughs> in 1992, Hardee's introduced the Fresco Burger, along with a whole line of sandwiches featuring bacon. Wow. Fresco Burger was like a um, uh, sourdough, like, I guess San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, sourdough bun, burger, cheese, and bacon on it. And this is the first time that bacon was largely featured on a fast food menu. Bacon was the star. Bacon was the star. Hardy's success was noticed by competitors, but they still were hesitant to jump all in on the bacon train. Burger King, can you imagine a time where fast food companies were like, "Mm, bacon, I'm not so sure. I don't know about this bacon. People love yogurt. <laughs> People want salads. Tab? Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> Burger King, Jack in the Box, and Arby's all introduced bacon forward sandwiches, but they were all for a limited time. The big issue was bacon sizzle. Hardee's could cook it its bacon fresh, but the other restaurants were hesitant to do so, especially after the 1993 Jack in the Box E. coli fiasco, which I will have an ad creeps about that. Yay. Well, children died, Al. Okay. (laughs) The pork industry threw itself into perfecting pre-cooked bacon. Pork producers, food labs, and big agricultural schools poured money into R&D, finally coming up with the perfect pre-cooked bacon spirals that could be perched on top of a burger. This is all manufactured. Spirals. Spirals. I guess they're cooked like in a tube? Ew. I don't know. I don't know how bacon works. The pork board then lobbied fast food joints to develop bacon-based menu items and even subsidized Recipe development and market research. They poured money into this. I had no... like. So we don't love bacon because we love bacon. We love bacon because the pork lobby's like, you gotta love bacon. We gotta get rid of these bellies. I mean, it is good, though. Well, the Soviet Union is gone. We got nowhere to put these bellies. We killed it with our bacon. (laughs) Gorbachev, tear down this bacon wall. Uh. By the year 2000, the market saw a definite turnaround. McDonald's had released its Bacon Double Cheeseburger and Quarter Pounder, BLT. Burger King unleashed a Bacon Whopper. Americans were intrigued, but they weren't quite ready to wear that bacon deodorant quite yet. I just love the idea of Americans being like, hmm, bacon. Bacon. I'm intrigued. Look, we've been eating nothing but yogurt and Special K for 20 years. (laughs) Tell me more about this bacon. People wonder why millennials are kind of cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> it's because we literally ate nothing but sugar growing up. Yeah. And it was supposed to be healthy. Yeah. Um, true. That's why we're the way we are. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> nothing can fill our holes quite like oh, sugared lean cereal. It's so true. I still eat it. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's when... Wendy stepped in. <gasps> yes. <laughs> in twenty 
I almost said 2002. That's not how we say that. That's not. Oh, no. boy. It's been so long. Back in 2002. Uh, I think it's 2000Will2K. Oh. The two, new millennium. millennium. Excuse me, millennium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here and I like it. Oh. <laughs> in 2002, founder Dave Thomas passed away leaving a big hole in Wendy's heart and marketing campaigns. Um, if you weren't around for the Dave eras, that he was just in the all the commercials. Mm-hmm. And he was the spokesperson. A real Carvel. Boy, <laughs> yeah. Also, it's something to mention. And I, don't, I was thinking about this the other day. Wendy's was very, and I think because of Dave, unlike other fast food restaurants, Wendy's felt more like a family restaurant. Mm. Like, we would go to McDonald's when we needed something quick and dirty, but, like, we would go out for dinner at a Wendy's. Because they had, like, the baked potato, they had the chili, they had the salads, they had everything. Mm. I don't know. We always, we would, we were more likely to go for dinner at an A&W in my family. Well, you're Canadian, so... (laughs) That's true. No one. I am. Is there a Wendy's? Was there a Wendy's on the island? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe you just didn't know the Dave. You no. Know, sometimes you go, you go, you get a frosty. You know. Sometimes you go, you get a frosty, and you stare at Dave with his seventeen foster children, and you think, this man, I would let him sell me a burger all day long. You know they got a they got a uh, limited edition strawberry frosty right now. No. Yeah. Well, I'm both lactose intolerant and allergic to strawberries, and I cannot wait. <laughs> to ruin my body by 2007 wendy's was in so much trouble that they were on the brink of being sold off which i had no idea um they owned tim hortons for a while oh, did you know that oh is they, that why the coffee got bad well yeah it became american oh, okay new chief executive carrie anderson knew that she had to try something big and bold something not seen before on the market <laughs> that something came in the form of a half pound of beef and six strips of bacon. Oh, boy. Wendy's Baconator. And its ad campaign was very specifically and solely marketed to a very specific demographic, 18 to 30-year-old males, who were at the time were the most common fast food consum- consumers, but were not largely marketed to by Wendy's more family-friendly offerings. We needed a... We need the boys to come in here. Get the boys back in town. And Wendy's was like very like, again, chicken sandwiches, Mm -hmm. salads. I don't want to gender food. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think the teens, the teen boys are eating a mandarin orange salad with what's it called? The fucking weird uh, almond crisp they put on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to eat those. But then I thought, why? (laughs) (laughs) Within the first two months, the company sold, now this is two months, 25 million Baconators. (laughs) Holy moly. (laughs) Carrie Anderson called the Baconator, quote, the most successful new product introductions that we've had in some time. (laughs) The Baconator opened up the deep, dark, pork-fueled floodgate. Fast oh, food. I don't, well, I don't actually like that very much. You don't? I don't quite love that turn. I think that yucked me out a little well, bit. <laughs> it's there. It's open, baby. It's gaping. Uh. <laughs> Fast food restaurants couldn't stop itself from putting bacon on everything, from KFC's Double Down Oof. to Jack in the Box's Bacon Milkshake. No. But, but the fat of the bacon and the coldness oh. of the. <laughs> Something just happened to my body. <laughs> people ate it though 
Bacon even took over fine dining when chefs like Mario Batali and David Chang began openly praising pork belly and heavily featuring it in dishes that caught the media's eye. Now, you are a top chef aficionado, correct? Yes. How often do they use pork belly currently? Oh, a fair amount. Yeah, David right. Chang, he's the Momofuku guy? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a dick. Well, so is Mario Batali. <laughs> so, they're both awful. Chefs, man. <laughs> um... Yeah, I didn't realize that before this pork belly just wasn't really what served. Thing? Now you pay a fucking $30 for it. Put a glaze on that shit. What else is out there that we're not eating? <laughs> what, what parts of animals are just sitting in a freezer That somewhere? we could be, that are probably maybe actually delicious and just need to be marketed to us. Wow. So much. Call so every much. animal board there is. <laughs> I bet you there's a part of a tuna we haven't eaten yet. But shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) By 2008, bacon had become a full-out meme. Mm -hmm. J&D's bacon kitsch hit the internet, and consumers bought anything remotely bacon-flavored. 11 out of every million babies born in America that year were named bacon. No, no. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That can't be true. It is. I have the sources. That's terrible. (laughs) Eleven of them. Babies shouldn't be named Bacon. People should get to choose that name when they come out as (laughs) non-binary. Maybe it's like Highlander where we know there's only 11 kids named Bacon in America today. And so they have to fight each other for the one true Bacon. (laughs) Like the Josh fight. Yeah. Yeah, Josh fight. It wouldn't be, you know... As well, because there's only 11 of them. Bacon prices had rose from under a dollar to $5.40 by 2014. Even though the bacon trend has softened today, the Baconator still dominates the fast food landscape. All because of a freezer full of unsold bacon, some frustrated pig farmers, and a little poolside pork lobbying. That Baconator ad worked, man. When I was in college, yeah. we would go to the Wendy's just to get Baconators. God, and the Wendy's in Victoria was, wasn't it out in Langford? No, no, oh. it was um, it was just outside of downtown. Da- okay. Um, near that weird diner that oh, we used yeah, to go to. Oh, weird diner. Alzu's. Alzu's. Oh. Why didn't we just go to Alzu's? <laughs> we did sometimes. It was, it was fine. It was fine. We had a journey for the Baconator, and I do remember journeying yeah. for the Baconator. All of us just sitting around with our Baconators, like, this is the life. We're I don't in college, think I, we could do whatever we want. I don't think I got one. I think it scared me. <laughs> I think I was intimidated. You ready to watch this? I would love to watch okay. this. We'll return after these messages. <laughs> Obsessing over celebrity, that's wrong. Unless that celebrity is bacon. Introducing the Baconator from Wendy's. Six strips of bacon piled high atop two fresh, never frozen beef patties. Bacon! Obsess a little. Wendy's. That's right! Welcome back to the show. So, uh, okay, so. Law screaming. We got a little Beatlemania going on. Yeah. Some, uh, well, it's a, a sort of a Beatlemania-esque crowd yeah. of young girls, but there are men's faces plastered over them. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 
Uh, and then they're all screaming at a picture of a Baconator, and then a man in a red wig, a red Wendy's wig, he he says bacon, and they all go, noits. Yeah, it's, now the the Wendy's red wig campaign, so this is after Dave Thomas has died, they're really trying to find their footing, and they specifically, they're trying to shuck the the chains of the family, soft family restaurant, and go with the, the men. So they put a guy in a red Wendy's wig. It's very, yeah, it's a very uh, attempting to be mimetic. But it was. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. What do you think about that commercial? I mean, it was a commercial. It was, like, fine. I you know, it's, like, a fi- it's okay. Okay, well... Um, it did make me want one. It did make me also want one. I can't promise I won't order Wendy's tonight. Ah! Oh, yeah, there's a Wendy's close to us, aren't mm-hmm. there? Gotta get that strawberry frosty. Yeah. Um, one thing that I gotta... Because we did do an episode on um, food styling. Mm-hmm. The way they lay the bacon on the burger mm-hmm. is a visceral, pleasing moment yeah and the like physics of it how it like hits and bounces a little bit yeah very nice and there are six so you lay three vertically and three perfectly horizontally that's a a jenga baby boy that's not how it looks on your burger no it sure it's a real mess on your burger and i wonder how like these these bacons are like cartoon bacon Mm -hmm. so they have the perfect little curl i wonder how they do that maybe just cook it on a plate that looks like that right yeah or unless it isn't bacon you taught me it could be anything it could be well it could be marbles for all i know <laughs> it could be marbles they took them right out of your mouth and put them on the bun no they're still in there they're still <laughs> rattling around okay that was the first big baconator ad campaign with the men in the wig and the men screaming like girls ha 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 ha, ha. um baconator's still around today yeah True. true, In fact, um, there's a new product in 2020, the Baconator breakfast sandwich. Oh. Oh, why do I want to eat that? (laughs) Oh, why do I want that real bad? There's also a Baconator Junior. I don't know what makes a Junior baby, but maybe it's just tiny. Yeah. I guess. Okay, well, then my job is done. Well, no, 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 no. I think in, in 2021, bacon is, I think, people are eating it. People are eating it. But it's not like underpants and deodorant yeah we're not like (laughs) you know oh bacon underpants and bacon. yeah 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 yeah. it's not like we're watching epic meal time anymore yeah it's not like we're using bacon lube because we're in a pandemic and none of us are (laughs) anyways (laughs) what if that's the last lube you got it you got in 2008 and you're like ha 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 and it's 20 it's 2021 certainly it will have expired at some point well i don't know lube does it expire does it get less sticky? <laughs> What's it going to do? <laughs> That's a great question. Look, there's a bunch sticky? of loot. Sticky? Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Schlicky. Oh, boy. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. How are we going to plus up Baconator for 2021 in well, a new ad campaign? Bacon doesn't need any more help. No, I think it's like. Bacon's over, man. They're rolling it. And, and what about all the other parts of the pig? Right? That's true. Now. I wonder if you can guess where I'm going to go with this. Um, Tails? Yep, that's my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite part, too. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we're going to flash back to a, a, a more sedate time. A simpler time. A simpler time. <laughs> uh, a time when 
Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> would watch her pa butcher a pig, a great event in the Ingalls Wilder household, and then um, they would inflate the the tail. Ah, uh, okay. No, they inflate the bladder. Oh you yeah, get that wrong every time. But the tail is crispy, and they get excited about they it. Do it's very good. I okay. So in my neighborhood, growing up in Orkney, we used to have. I think I. I haven't told this on this podcast. Um, pig and putt? Pig and putt, yeah. Yeah, where each neighbor each neighbor uh, would put a mini golf hole in their house or backyard. Mm-hmm. And all the neighbors would go to each house and play the role. And then at the end, we got a big pig and we roasted it. And then we, as the children, ate the ears and ate the tail. And it was Mwah. Hell yeah. That, so I've good. always wanted to try a crispy pigtail ever since it's reading great. Little House in the Big Woods when I was a child. <laughs> but this is what I think it is because, hey, what's Wendy's got on her head? Two pigtails. Mm-hmm. Whoa! My mind has been blown. She's got two little pigtails up. In, I mean, they're braids, but we don't have to get into semantics of hair. Um, I don't think we should eat hair, though. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> but I think you could have like her with like a wig made out of pigtails. Wow. I guess you could lay the pigtails, six pigtails. That seems wasteful. Here's the thing. I don't think the pigtails are on a burger. Oh, they're not? I think they're like chicken fries. What's a chicken fry? The KFC chicken fries? You mean chicken fingers? Well, they were like long. They were like shaped oh. like a fry, but they were like fried. They were, you know, they were chicken oh, fingers, no. but they were called chicken fries. I don't like this. Well, it's fine. So the <laughs> pigtails, you get yeah. them in a little, you know, in a little cup. Yeah. And you just get a bunch of them. Okay. And you crisp them. You crisp them they're up. like what's the what's the pork coach coach chicharrones chicharrones yeah um crispy 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 because it's okay. all you know it's like skin and a little bit of fat and yeah definitely it's is. a good stuff oh so i so guess what would we call it you got the baconator this is the tailinator <laughs> hey wendy's get some tail get some tail wendy's oh my god <laughs> that's the ad <laughs> We're still marketing to teen boys, yes, by the way. Get some tail get at Wendy's. Some tail. And then Wendy's is like a little sexy. She's a, a little sexy. Like she's got a little cleave out. <laughs> oh no. Dave is rolling in his grave. <laughs> and and it's, it's like the, 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 the sexy Halloween costume version of Wendy's. Oh my god. Hey, can I I know this is your boat to drive, yeah. but can I it just came into my head. Uh-huh. Wendy's, she's getting nailed from behind. <laughs> What you grab onto, her pigtails, they come off. You eat them. You eat them. <laughs> Post-coitus snack. And we're in, obviously we're in like a frat house or something. We are in a frat house. Yeah. Wendy is getting just railed by just everyone. Everyone? Well, <laughs> she's equal opportunity. Okay, yeah. She's having fun. Um, And then and then whoever's doing the railing yeah. gets a little bite of that pigtail. And shares it with Wendy. Shares it with Wendy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, her own hair. Well, uh, no, this isn't hair. We've established this isn't hair. Okay, okay, okay. I cannot. <laughs> you can't eat air hair out. No, they're eating pigtails. They're the eating crispy, pigtails. crispity. Yeah. Crispity pigtails. This is post-coitus. Yeah. They're just eating. Um, as a little snack, and then it's like, hey, get, get some, some tail. tail. <laughs> 2021. Let's get some tail. Wendy's. <laughs> Eat fresh. Wait, that's Subway. Fresh never frozen. <laughs> hey, why is Wendy's Burgers square? To be different. Really? I'm sure there's a reason. There must be a reason. 
It's really bugged me. I feel like we'll probably we'll get probably to get point. to it. Yeah, I've I we have shrugged off the fact that we did get one of the fast food mascots railed in our ad. Um, hmm. but I think it's better that way. I think we should just move on. I think we should just move on. I think, hey, we're marketing for teen boys here, okay? Yeah, okay. okay, and what better okay. way to what market? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from us? What better way to market teen boys than two teen boys? <laughs> you have been around the block, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, okay, I think we need a local ad. I would love to give you a local ad. Give it to me. Give it to me, Wendy. Uh-huh. I don't like no? that. No, I okay. don't like that. That could be <laughs> pretty. The offspring. Offspring. They're gonna bring out the offspring for this ad. <sighs> bring him out of retirement. <laughs> Take him out of the home. Oh no. Oh boy. Okay, this ad is from Vancouver. Bless. It is from about a year before I was born. Oh, okay. And probably a few months before you were born. <gasps> oh, I was a little baby. <laughs> Just rolling around. <laughs> What's happening in Vancouver? I don't know. Oh. Just a baby. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my word. We have sure gotten off the rails, huh? Yep. <laughs> okay. Give it to me. Okay. Wendy. Okay, I think I am. I think I got something. Something just happened out. <laughs> I love this. This is an ad for Expo 86. Okay, if you don't know about Expo 86, I guess it's kind of like a little world's fair. Yeah, that, yeah, you? kind of like a world's fair. Yeah, and in, it, yeah, in Vancouver. In Vancouver. Um, also, uh, uh, the moment when there was a, a significant influx of new drugs into Vancouver. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. So weird. So weird. Uh, so it shows the highlights of the expo. You got the, the Sky Train. You got Canada Place. You got the big uh, Science World Ball. You have Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Okay. So it's just, it's these quick flashes. And I do want you to watch this um, local ad in our Twitter or in our sources if you haven't. Because... The rapidness of, you know, you know, you got the Golden Ears, or not Golden Ears, uh, Lionsgate Bridge, Science World, Princess Diana, a guy on a fucking hula hoop, some, the, like, the harbor, a shot of the harbor, also Princess Diana. But they want, hey, if you come to Expo 86. You could see. You might see Princess Di. <laughs> She's she an exhibit. <laughs> It's like one of those human zoos. I just want, I want to recut that ad <laughs> so that Princess Di, like, is more and more, cuts you more and more often the further you get into the ad until it's just this is Princess different Diana. scenes of Princess Di. <laughs> what did she, she must have. She must have visited. But, like, did they, I... That's like if you did an ad for like what's I, a, what's an in, like if you did an ad for the Olympics in Canada, yeah, and you just kept cutting to Meghan Markle. <laughs> she's here. She's here. She well, she's not anymore. She's not. No, she's not. Oh no, no. But it would just be very strange. Okay, I can confirm. Princess Diana did come to Vancouver during Expo eighty six, and they did ride the Sky Train. Oh, 
which I'm sure Charles was a fan. Yeah. I, he looks like a train guy. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way. There's I I respect train train people. Train Love people em. are great. Love them. Princess uh, Prince Charles? No. The bad kind. <laughs> the sky train guy. I would just love to see an ad where they just cut to Meghan Markle, but not, like, out and about. Just, like, clips from suits. <laughs> I think that'd be great. They, they didn't have any actual clips. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. That one just makes me laugh. Boy. Now that I know that Charles and I were on the Sky Train, I have a lot of questions. I'm gonna be thinking about it every time I take the Sky Train. Yeah, I'm gonna close my eyes and it's just gonna clip to Princess Di. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That was a great ad. I hey, love it. You're welcome. If you have a great ad that has to feature princess diana now <laughs> that's all we're doing uh you can email us at creeps at gmail.com and you can also tweet at us at, at creeps and find us on instagram at, at creeps yeah and also find us on apple Podcasts where you can rate and subscribe to us yeah yeah have you hey are you sexy sexually Wow, I can't say that. Wow. You should hear me say testosterone. <laughs> um, would you rail Wendy? Give us five stars and tell us <laughs> who you would rail as a... who? How would you rank... How would you rank the food mascots by fuckability? Yeah. That's my question. Oh, man. But you can't email us. You do have to give us a review to tell us that. Now you're thinking about it. I'm thinking very hard about it. Um, I'm thinking about Burger King. I'm thinking about Ronald McDonald, Ron McDonald, if you will. (laughs) I I will not. Uh, (laughs) Maybe the Colonel. Hey, you know what? Maybe if we get up to 25 reviews, we'll rate the fuckability of these fast food mascots. We are thinking of a Patreon, and if you are like also thinking that you'd love to give us money, let us know, and maybe that will be on our Patreon. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we have some deep, dark secrets about Grimace, is all I'm saying. Who? <laughs> he does something for me. <laughs> okay, is that it? Yep, that's the whole story. Okay, until next time, we are signing off. Hmm, but first, a word for my spouse.